Hey guys, this is Parker with Mastercraft Plus, back with a new weekly entry of our podcast that's all about sharing favorite moments from conversations that we have with creators. I was so encouraged by my conversation in particular with printmaker Frida Sue, as she shared how patience and mistakes are a part of creating and what it means to choose hope through the struggle. Hey Frida, how's it going? Hi Parker, pretty good. Wonderful. Has your day been been going well so far? Yes, we're writing lecture over here from my apartment. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the lecture that you're working on right now? I am about to teach the process of integral uh, for my college students, so I'm writing lectures so I can do the lecturing online, and then we're gonna do in-class demo in a couple of weeks. Wow. Oh man, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> So, yes, so that yes. said, intaglio, I feel like I've heard that word before. For yes. the people that are, are watching, could you share a little bit in your own words uh, what it is that you create? And also, what is intaglio? <laughs> okay, sure. So, well, my personal works are mainly relief. So relief is uh, mainly I use wood, MDF, and it's a process that we create images from the surface of the plate and transfer what's left on the surface and to a piece of paper. But in Taglio, instead of using the surface, we carving in and allow the ink to transfer from the bottom of the plate to the paper. So they actually kind of reverse uh, opposite one another and different material. Um, but the whole big intaglio in umbrella, basically it's the concept of carving into, but the groove is where the image is going to transfer compared to relief. It's the surface of the image. Whoa, that's, that's <laughs> fascinating. So, so I, if I'm understanding you, um, they're, they're like opposites in that way, but you get a similar outcome. Uh, Texture is a little bit different, depends on the okay. material that you use. Um, yeah. So print, printmaking in general is we always create, we call the metric, so some kind of plate, whether it's out of stones or wood or metal, and we create an image on the plate, and we transfer the image from the plate to normally the paper, but sometimes fabric or another surface. So the process of transferring, that's printmaking. Okay. Oh my goodness, man. So like with those, with those two different methods that we've talked about so far, do you have one that, that you find that you enjoy um, in particular more than, than the other, or do you just enjoy the process altogether? I enjoy every single process, to be honest. Um, and being a teacher, I think I had the advantage of having the shop and able to produce different kinds of printmaking technique uh, but the personally I'm more drawn to relief carving and with knives and so uh, that has been mainly what I produce for my personal work besides the demo in school yeah okay okay so the relief carving that's like your your main passion that's my main passion I love it I love it so so with that said why, why do you find that, that printmaking, that relief in particular, is, is something that you're passionate about? Like, where does that passion come from and, and how does that meet the page? 
It started in undergrad, actually. Um, I love painting. I started learning painting, uh, I think, sophomore year. But, be, you know, I just, I, when I got to take a printmaking class with my teacher, Mr. Winnington at Bob Jones University, I just fell in love with the variety of material I got to touch and the process. And I think I'm a little bit ADD. So uh, I, I love that I can hear grind of stones and then go there to clean a screen and then come back here to sketch something and I can go over there to file a metal plate. So you have so many different material you can play with and different texture, just a lot more different senses in that room that I love it. In a way that was difficult at the beginning because I had to deal with a lot of technical issues uh, as I learned the technical process. But once you get more familiar with and seeing how how it works or make enough mistakes and so you know how to fix it, not everything becomes gelled together. And I just always enjoy when I lift the prints, when I lift the blankets off the press and seeing the print for the first time, that moment. Uh, that, I think that has been my favorite part. And problem solving along the way, you just, you have more problems to solve. And in a way, that I, I think that's challenging and exciting at the same time. <laughs> so so the, the, the large amount of variables, that's something that you, you enjoy when it comes to printmaking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it also teach me to have patience, to be honest. I remember numerous times my teacher taught me uh, you need more patience, you need more patience and learn problem solving skills. Uh, that's something I, I constantly tell my students too now, like I want you to make mistakes. I want you to make mistakes. Um, so I think that's uh, not only just a psych as a printmaker, but I think a life lessons for me, it just mm-hmm. learn from the mistakes and, and they're not all bad. And, you know, yeah. help you to grow. <laughs> I mean, that's such a great perspective. I feel like we could all as creators use that more often, you know, <laughs> just in, in a way that we're operating every day and, and bringing things that are here, you know, to here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Goodness, I love that, Frida. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my goodness. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I am super curious about, uh, like that moment, that you describe where you're like, you lift, you know, the, uh, the, um, let's see. Boy, the press the, blanket. The plate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The plate up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you see the print for the first time. Uh, could you kind of like describe what that moment's like for you? Like, do you, do you feel that you have a pretty good understanding of what it's going to look like when, when it's printed or is it kind of like this, new and exciting thing of just like, oh man, how, how, how's it going to turn out, you know? <laughs> half and half, to be honest. Um, after okay. many years dealing with printmaking, there's just still so much variation. And I love that every time when I tackle a new series, mm-hmm. I don't just go by the subject matter and the process that I'm familiar with. So I, I always add something that oh, last series, I really messed up this part. So let's apply that into this series. I didn't get to achieve last time. So let's try it this new series and see if I can tackle that. And once I master that part, but then move on to the next series, I always added another part of a new stuff. So then every time when I lift it, when I experimenting, seeing something new, um, 
it's fairly new and you get this excitement of yes i got it i that's what i was looking for and something and the other components might be huh okay that's interesting and you learn i learned to react to the print there's a professor in grad school always tell us that don't say the word that's not how it's supposed to turn out that's not what i imagine it but but watch what you have right now on your paper and see how do you respond to it the next step again it's like a life lessons uh, that i continue need to learn but i i love that freshness of it and sometimes printmaking is much more uncontrollable um, since it's very indirect compared to painting. And so that does make it challenging the way, but then always bring fresh elements in every new series that I make. Wow. So so those new challenges are, are something that you enjoy. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get really frustrated too. I remember. Okay. <laughs> I remember there were, you know, sometimes I was said, okay, I'm going to make uh, 12 prints of the whole series. But at the beginning of two, this just look really bad because you're still trying to um, iron some wrinkles and solve mm. some problems. And, mm -hmm. and once you get one print or two prints down with the same topic and concept and subject matter, the rest of it got smoother. Um, so you... Sometimes I have, I have some prints that y'all never see. I just tear it right after I create it. I don't want anybody to see it because it didn't, it didn't work the way I wanted it to. Um, and I couldn't fix it. But, but then again, it's not a waste for me. It's the process of making and it meant something that whole process, even as a mistake, even I can't fix it, but it's, it's, uh, it's something valuable. Wow, Frida, I, this, this is a new revelation to me, just with what you've shared. It's a part of the process of making, like, <laughs> like it's not something that like accidentally, like, you know, found its way into the project, but it's just like a, a natural occurrence of bringing something to life. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That that is such a good mentality. Like, I've never thought about what you shared before. Like, my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Um, it it takes time, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I see many students got frustrated, and I I seen them. I see myself in them, uh, to be honest. And I know the first first few years when I start learning this material, and I didn't have that maturity to learn how to deal with it. Um, but then walking through, I see the value of it. So that's why it's something I want to share with the next generation of young filmmakers that just started it. Not to be so concerned about not turning out the way they wanted it, but then let the process take on to teach you something new, maybe more than what you expected. Mm. And you mentioned you see yourself in, in your students. Um, I'd love to take it back to, to your story as a creator. I think you mentioned it was so sophomore year in high school where you started painting. College. college. Oh, college. college. Okay, sophomore yeah. year of college. Yeah. Um, I would, do you feel looking back throughout your life that 
there was a specific moment where you knew that you were meant to create things? Uh, well, growing up in Taiwan, uh, mm -hmm. my family wasn't wealthy, so we couldn't afford any private lessons. And the public school system in Taiwan back then, at least, they really took out most of the art. <laughs> You, you, you have an art class on your schedule, but it always turned out testing for academic classes. So the art wasn't really a part of my life until really uh, got into college. And I, uh, my several of my mentors, they have so many patients, so much patients teaching me not only have the language challenge that barely understood English back then, and and also I had no clue about any of the art material. I remember enjoying class, I asked my teacher what charcoal is, and uh -huh. I bought the wrong material from the list, and I had to take it back to the store to return. Oh, no. but I don't know what they are. <laughs> and so starting from them, but then I don't know, I remember halfway through the program, I told my parents, I said, you know, you guys always tell me to go for something that you love. Yeah, though you, you don't see this art being something, uh, something solid for me to move forward with. But I got to tell you, I found it. I think I found what I love. And can I just can I keep going? Um, a lot of the technical issues and skills I had to hone and catch up uh, with my classmate, but I just enjoy every bit of it. Um, from from the beginning of the sketch, all the foundation art classes, all the way to explore concept and and learn and learn the craft, really learn the core of the craft. And, I really enjoy it and thankful for all the professors that walked me through all that roads. Um, I, if not for them, I couldn't get to where I am today. Oh my goodness, your your story is is so moving, Frida. I mean, wow, that's 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 truly amazing. So like you coming, um, you know, starting at college. You know, coming from from Taiwan, where you you didn't have the opportunity to do as much, you know, work with art. Do you feel like it was just something that was waiting for you all along? <laughs> and then when you found it, it was like <laughs> you gotta go. You know, I for my personal belief, I believe the providence of God because you, it's like meeting somebody you never met, but then when you met that person you know, you meant to be together. And so in the metaphor of, I never had art lessons. So my parents thought I was crazy going into fine art majors without any portfolio. Um, but then, but then God really giving me uh, the resource, like my teachers and, and mm -hmm. books and so many amazing artists out there inspiring the younger generation to learn from them and and then the understanding i think and time space for me to hone the skills so yeah it, it is exciting when you finally met you said ah oh, that's what i'm supposed to do yes i think i yeah. can do this the rest of my life <laughs> and i'm not gonna get tired of it wow 
I mean, that's, that's the best way to know, like, I got, I got to do this. If it's like, I'm, I'm never going to, to grow weary of, of working in this medium. So, so, so yeah. So, so that all said, Frida with, you know, with some of the challenges that you've talked about, you know, facing, like not, not having a portfolio and, and I think, I think you mentioned just like feeling the need to catch up um, with, you know, like with entering the fine arts program. Um, after that moment um, where you started down this path of pursuing art, um, what, what have you found to be some of the struggles that, that you've faced in getting to where you're at today with, with the work that you're creating and making? Well, finance, it's always the biggest, one of the biggest struggle for artists, I think. Um, when, when I went to grad school, it really loaded up a lot of debt, you know, uh, pursuing higher education. And I try to work and you, you're trying to balance life and continue to create. So once it's fresh out the fresh out the finally finish all the studies and program, I was fortunate to offer a job and able to start saving. Um, but then jumping from a full-time student to a full-time uh, teacher, I think that part was a bigger hit than I expected. Not, not that I stopped making art, but then you realize, wow, okay, uh, it was a luxury as a student, you get to just sit there all day long to create. When I was having that environment of influence by other artists, we create together, we talk about it, you're surrounding in that uh, environment that everybody pursuing with similar, similar goal. Um, when I jump into career, I never really officially taught before. So as a first year teacher, I struggle a lot and you have to learn how to communicate with your students. And, and it's not just about your own understanding, but you have to learn the understanding from the other people's perspective. And so making that transition, I remember um, I thought, oh, great, I'm never going to make stuff again. I, I, every day I come home, I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, but then again, I, I think it's just the sweet things about in the art field and local here in Greenville. I have many mentors that they encourage me and carry me through during that time and continue challenging me to create. So weather is limited of space because per making, um, there was a period of time that I wasn't able to access to any presses. So I couldn't literally make the print, oh but yet, uh, but yet there are other people support, help, and just have this community of love that support weather is uh material needs or uh, idea concept breakthrough i had i was sitting down with my mentors and when i just have a uh, just those i i don't know those uh hitting walls moment and and they are willing to sit down and talk through you know not about their idea but it's about your idea and so that's great about the community locally here that you have a lot of we have a lot of mentors that are willing to do that um, that they're, they're just 
very generous and kind mm. and uh, and willing to help out the you know the generations to come and with the subject that we all passionate about. So mm. the network of support really helped me to get through um, those stuck moments and continue to learn and move forward. I mean, there's there's so much that I want to unpack there with just all that you've shared. Um, so you mentioned with transitioning into, uh, you know, from being a student to then teaching and then like trying to find that balance of, of creating, you know, but then also, you know, feeling that that exhaustion that comes from, you know, working all day long. Um, would you have any advice for people that might be struggling with that same thing, you know, where they are working all day and then you know they also have this passion you know for creating but aren't sure how to you know to act on it you know to to put energy towards it well i learned that um just make something um, i have a few friends told me frida just make something fresh out of the grass school you, i don't know i have that mentality stuck on okay when i make something it has to be uh, I will have to write this giant thesis, conceptually strong. I got to figure out the, the problems so I can sit down and start creating these fantastic pieces that speak what I want to speak. Um, but it, there are times for that. There are times when you have residency program or a whole summer break, maybe then you set aside time, a chunk of time and resources you save out the resources to do so but there are also time i just enjoy make something so i start drawings i start collaging there are some old prints i didn't like i start cutting them up and, and just piece them and draw uh the advantage i have to say being a teacher while i am teaching and trying to inspire my students to make something that drive carry me when I go home that, okay, I need to go make something too. And so meanwhile, uh, I share with them every time I research a new lecture, a new project, and I'm trying to do that on my own in a different form in my apartment too. Uh, so it does, it does help. I think just not having too grant of an expectation, but small stuff. And so sometimes I remember uh, a friend of mine said, it's a gift of love. So sometimes I just start drawing little illustration and make cards for people. And, and that's fun. And that's something that you can share, right? It, it, it's, you can, I can finish that in an hour or two and, and mm -hmm. you, you feel like, hey, I've done something and it's art right? and the message gone out. Uh, so, that's gradually I learned to not dwell on the, oh, I got to have a perfect time that without any interruptions and just trying to ch chunk that big piece um, and get frustrated by you know, realizing I'm wasting more emotional energy that way, uh, but just make something that helped to balance it's a whole day of labor, of work, um, and it's actually healthy for a creator. If you're actually making something, produce something, it, it gives you an outlet. 
So I, I love what you said, the, the gift of, give the gift of love. <laughs> through, yeah, that's through, through not from me. That's from yeah. a friend. Yeah, that's not but, from me. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's such a great, great um, way to think about it, you know? Because um, it, it, it reminds me, like, with, with all that you're talking about, too, how important it is, you know, in those little moments to just, you know, be able to just express yourself in the little ways without feeling like you're talking about all the pressures that come from these massive, large-scale conceptual pieces that can almost burden us more than they can lift us up. So, man, that's I, I, just another, I feel, it's just such a great way to think about creating. <laughs> like, <laughs> so enlightening. Um, man, so then taking it back just a little bit to what you've been talking about with mentors and people coming alongside you, um, you don't, you'd mentioned just your passion for equipping the next generation of creators. And when you were talking about all these mentors that have been pouring into your life, um, I guess it just made me curious, like, do you feel like it's because those mentors that have come alongside you and poured into you that now you have that desire to pour into the next generation of, um, through the students that you're teaching? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I am really blessed by having great teachers starting back in Taiwan, really. Um, there are some, some of my teachers from elementary school, now they're all retired, but we're still friends. And every time I get to go, I go see them um, all along the way to grad school that I have several mentors that we still keep in contact and I constantly think of what they helped me with and what they said that really spoke to to invest in my learning process back then. Um, and then sometimes in a way I transformed the same concept in my own classroom, just passed on on because they were helpful. Right. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Oh man. You know, just, just that, like the experiences that we've had in our life, we can share with other people. I mean, it's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you again, Frida, for, for sharing just, I mean, it's so insightful, just your story and, and the struggles that you've had to overcome as, as a creator. Um, man, I, I know that it, it has greatly encouraged me to know that like, I'm not alone, you know, and feel like those yeah. same things. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So um, I'm very curious, uh, taking just a little bit of a shift here with the work that you shared with us. And if you guys haven't seen it after, so, so you know what we're talking about, be sure to check out our stories. But the, the little character that the, the, the couple different prints um, that you, you passed along looks very similar throughout. And I'm, I'm just so curious about the story behind it. Um, and where that came from and what the inspiration for, for it is. Okay, here we go. It's, um, okay. I never done the series meant so much to me, actually. Um, so I share an image. Well, I, okay, let's go back to where did that dinosaur came from? So all these figures are little paper dinosaur. Um, so like there, there was a period of time I got really frustrated and I needed the money. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, fine. I would just make something that is quick, that is eye-catching, that the colors can 
you know, look decent and pleasant and maybe I can post and just make some quick money. Uh, but after I drawn the block, everything ready to go. The block just sat in my apartment. I stared every single day for about two weeks. I didn't want to carve it. For some reason, I thought, well, I thought I had pretty good discipline. <laughs> but then every day I come home from work, I just didn't want to carve it. And like I said, I mentioned to my faith, um, I believe this is part of the living. So, so I, I remember that Saturday night, I started talking to God. I said, okay, God, I, you want me to start something new, right? You have a message for me to communicate. I want to communicate. So fine, I'm not going to make those quick pieces. Please tell me what am I supposed to make? These artwork has been ones that record the life lesson I'm learning that year or that period of time. And as a reflection for me, that I will remember those journey and, and moments that what I am learning and hopefully be an encouragement and inspiration to others. So, so I say, I pray, I just, please help me then, please help me. Um, so Sunday when I was teaching a children's class and a little girl came to me, said, Miss Frida, I made you a, a little origami dinosaur. <laughs> And I thought, oh my word, um, in the past, I have been using origami form to create pieces. Okay. And I will look at that dinosaur. I thought, okay, that's it. That, that's what I'm supposed to make. But what is a dinosaur supposed to be, you know? And um, I started thinking about, you know, in, in Chinese and in, in Western culture, all, all have the same, you know, oh, dinosaur. You, know, you think that they're more associated with the outdated. And so I started thinking, okay, well, then I don't want to make them outdated. They should be have courage. So that time I was designing to make them to do those extreme sports to show courage, like doing something challenging, right? Yeah. But the whole thing shift. I start the print anticipation and you guys can see I posted it's a little dinosaur I was ready to jump off a plan uh, skydiving uh, a friend of mine was telling me his experience of skydiving and it describing the skies the view that was my inspiration but then the friend was injured badly almost lost the life um, during a mission and that really struck me that time and uh i drew the block before that happened and i was just too afraid to even carve it the whole time was unsure what's gonna happen i just stared at that block and i i couldn't i couldn't get started on that print um and then eventually seeing this friend recover and still working through hardship um, inspired me said, you know what, that's the courage. So yes, I am gonna talk about courage, but, but it's not just so that courage is to have the boldness to do something extreme and excited. 
courage is like the plan, the anticipation when you don't know what's going to happen and you're waiting on the edge to encounter. Um, sometimes courage is to continue the ride that you're in the middle of it, whether you like it or not, and you have to continue to go. That takes courage. Courage is something that to finish well, or even you already finished something and you're in the time of waiting, just kind of wandering around to figure out what's next. Um, so these pieces should transform and make me realize, wow, there's more than just boldness, but a healthy courage, it's motivated not by the fear of being outdated or weak, but by the love for what's coming and and your drive to continue to go. Um, I think that's courage and which become a very timing topic for current society around the world, to me personally, and just a reminder for at that event or any other events that's occurring right now, that to have courage and, and continue to keep going um, and to, to finish well. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> whoa yes. I, I couldn't make this up um, it's not again like I said it's not that oh, all of a sudden I thought of something um, sure personal belief that my creator walked me through this journey to teach me and using other friends using events that curve and so that as I reflect on the piece that it's meaningful and it's genuine, it's authentic, and hopefully encourage and inspire others. Yeah, and I'm I'm a follower of Christ myself, you know, and I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Like just the you know the d divine or ordain ordaining of of events, you know, to bring about um, you know the journey that He has set us on. You know, and it's it's just with all that you've shared surrounding this piece. I mean. It, it sounds like, uh, I know you mentioned patience is like a big thing um, that, that you've, you've learned over the years. I mean, it, it sounds like too with this, just you mentioning like staring at it, you know, not sure whether you should move forward. Like that theme is just like sticking out in my mind as like, as, as something. <laughs> you know, lately I just felt impatient. It's, it's, it's a topic that I continue to have to remind and to relearn even myself and lately just feel like uh, the you know, scripture talks about the all creation groaning and in, in, in suffering pain, right? Um, yeah. There, I think he honors the perseverance and, and the trust and you just continue to take each step meaningfully and firmly and faithfully, whether, I don't know, sometimes you like, I'm not sure if there's another step forward. <laughs> really, you feel like that, um, but but that's that's what journeys is about. Um, it, you don't you don't quit. You just don't stop there. You keep going. Yeah. So well put. So well put, Frida. Um, so so with that all said, um, just the the origins of your story, the struggles you've had to overcome, 
your passion for passing along um, just the craft to the next generation, you know, and then also, you know, the works that you've, you've created over the years. Um, what story do you feel uh, that you're telling as a creator, as, as a maker? The story of hope, I constantly reminded while struggling in a lot of pieces in the past, there are some series were on the darker side and because I was going through some deep water, but then realized, hey, you know, there's always another series after this one. So there's always hope. There's always something you're gonna learn. Uh, you're gonna learn through it just as the beginning of learning this craft that was fumbling all, all over the places, but then there's a hope. There is gonna be a time that I learn this specific craft and I can apply it. And when I able to apply it, and it was just so enjoyable. And not only that you just execute the technique, but you know how to use the technique to speak. So same thing conceptually in my work. Um, I do want to talk about the hope, but there are struggles. There are a lot of struggles. But then all along these struggles that there is always hope and and to use that to um, to build this community that are supporting each other with hope more so than just only reflect on the bad. Um, sometimes there are moments like that but then hopefully take a step forward that there's always hope. And uh, that's what I'm learning and trying to put my mind on as well. Man. And I mean, right now it feels like such a test of that, you know, because there is so much going on in the world that feels, you know, like it's, it's going to bring us all down. Um, so I feel like that is, is such an apt, you know, it's such a, a great thing to stand on and stand for, you know, instead of reflecting on, on the bad, like you said, believing that there is better yet to come. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Frida, with that all said, would you have any encouragement that you would want to leave with creators that might be struggling um, with getting started in their craft. Maybe it's printmaking, you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's like photography or painting or pottery uh, or metalworking. Um, would you have any uh, words that you'd want to leave them? Um, things that they should keep as their constant and their, their North Star moving forward? Uh, well, enjoying those rustling times. I know it's always seems cliched and I remember as a freshman, sophomore, junior, even hearing those words, like, when am I going to get there? <laughs> um, I purposely saved some of those material, like the plate and, or prints. I purposely saved a couple of those just to remind me of, oh, wow, look at, look at how far the road I had walked on and, and the things I learned um don't 
don't let those process slide. And then if it's just all about frustration, then later mm -hmm. on, you don't have something hopeful to share. I, I always tell my students, I say, in case if down the road you teach, you better make a lot of mistakes now because the more mistake you make, you'll remember it and you have all those tips to teach your students. And I think <laughs> one thing I, I made so much mistake, especially at the print shop, undergrad print shop, so much that uh, sometimes I feel, man, should I waste all that money? <laughs> but because all that mistakes, it really drill in my head and the craft and then start building the visual connection of what works and whatnot. And, and all those experiences not going to leave you. It, it stays with you. Uh, so it is a part of the learning process. And like I mentioned before, just make something, something small, but meaningful to you, right? Um, make something and try something insecure that you don't ever even have to share the piece with anybody if you feel that it's not ready to be shared, but make them. And so uh, just don't be too afraid and enjoy making mistakes. Um, it will be such a joy to look back later. And, um, and then the, your process will be an encouragement for the ones to come too. So hopefully not passing down the torch and I think I heard that from the previous mentors too. And then as that goes on, uh, that spirit of creating and learning uh, will continue to pass on. And then and each generation it will practice on their own way, right? Everybody learn differently, but on their, in their own way. So. Wow. I mean, that is just some, some wonderful insight for for people, you know, how they can, can keep going, <laughs> yeah. you know, despite the struggles that they might be facing. Frida, uh, this is truly just blessed me today. Just all, all that you've shared and your journey as a, as a creator, it's so inspiring. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just so thankful that we had the opportunity to talk. Um, before, okay. before we go, is there any way that our community can come alongside and support you and what you're creating? Uh, well, once I want to shout out to Leaf Institute, uh, okay. Michelle and Brennan, that they, we have a collective of artists here that they are mindfully to create and, and want to be a blessing to a community. Um, I also a part of the contemporary print collective and there's a group of printmaker here local in the upstate area and they're constantly creating new shows or uh, activities and allow the locals and uh, on to participate and uh, just reach out reach out to reach out to the to the Greenville like the Mac Metropolitan Art Councils uh, that they're here for uh, they are here for such a blessing for many of us and so I'm everybody has their has their preference right like what a medium topic uh, topic subjects and so support encourage the the artists that 
creating is not just always something smooth or it's a hobby. For many, many, many of us, we we really treasure this craft and we really want to and mindfully to make and let these work to speak of encouragement that we want to bring out to the public. So join the, going to the shows, uh, showed up and attending the events or online or uh, supporting the local organizations and or by the local artists work. Uh, there are many ways you can support us and we'll greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. And if you were as moved by this conversation as I was, be sure to follow Frida Sue at Frida Sue Genwin, G-I-N-W-E-N, and let her know. You can also follow us here and on social media to hear more creator stories like hers. This has been the M Plus Podcast. As always, our thoughts and prayers are with you all, and I'll see you next week.